The Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. That's right. And joining us, I believe, for the first time, it's his debut, congressional reporter Bradley J. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Yeah, glad to have you on. So we want to talk about this hot potato immigration bill that nobody wants and what happened last night with Al Green and his scrubs and, uh, you know, what what was going on yesterday? <laughs> Gosh, what a drama-filled week <laughs> on Castle Hill already. It started a Sunday night. They've been working on that immigration bill in secret for four months. They had a, They'd had a deal struck. For days, and in typical Capitol Hill high drama, they withheld it until Sunday night, hoping they'd be able to just rush it through with as, as little scrutiny as possible. And in 24 hours, wow, that bill got picked apart. And when you have uh, Mitch McConnell telling a, one of his deputies to work on a deal, we're going to uh, move it forward, and then when... Mitch McConnell has to reverse on his own deal 24 hours after it was unveiled uh, and to tell his uh, conference, uh, no, we're going to block this. I mean, what a development. That's just wild. Uh, So everybody's been thinking about the border this week. Uh, You've got the House trying to boot Mayorkas. Wow. Yesterday's vote to impeach Mayorkas was probably the most dramatic vote uh, in probably this Congress. I mean, when you've got somebody, uh, the, the vote, uh, Republicans had a pretty good idea that they were going to be three no's. Uh, they, Ken Buck, had, uh, he's retiring. He said for months, look, I, I'm going to leave. Uh, I'd even leave early if, you know, MSNBC or CNN, you know, had an opportunity. So we knew where he was going to be on this. Uh, you have Tom McClintock from California said he doesn't think this is a, uh, is constitutional. Well, okay, fine. Uh, uh, Gallagher from Wisconsin had some problems with it. Okay, we knew that. What we didn't know is that the Democrats had Al Green, who had had some kind of emergency <laughs> surgery in Washington. They had him ready to be wheeled in in a wheelchair. Didn't even have shoes in the hospital gown uh, to be the deciding vote. To, to block impeachment. It was wild. You had a House leadership was on the floor, just circled up around Mike Gallagher. They thought that they could move him. He was sitting on the floor with his arms crossed. Uh, so finally, you had poor Blake Moore, uh, a Republican from Utah, a member of House leadership, switched his vote at the last minute for to no for procedural reasons so that if House leadership does want to bring this back, uh, they can do it. Um, it was, uh, but until then, it had been a tie, which, of course, you know, in the House, if it's a tie, something doesn't pass. Uh, but a lot of finger pointing. Uh, they're already playing the blame game in the House. Uh, Steve Scalise is, is still out uh, with cancer treatment. He could have uh, moved, uh, he could have been the deciding vote uh, to actually impeach Marcus. So this isn't dead. They might still do it, but my gosh, chaos in the House. And then immediately after that, the House moved to a bill to, uh, uh, to pass Ukraine aid without the spending offset that the House had passed earlier. And that, fa- that failed by a pretty overwhelming majority. Uh, so, wow, just 
it, it's a lot of chaos in the house this week. There's no doubt about that. So my question is, what? who is getting blamed here? Is Speaker Johnson getting blamed for, for bringing this to the floor, even though Steve Scalise was, you know, too many absent votes um, on his side? I mean, shouldn't he have just waited? Or did he want to force people to pick a side? The conventional wisdom in the House is that you never bring a, a house, you never bring a vote to the floor right. unless you exactly know where it's going to stand. Yeah, uh, you, you don't bring something if you, if you think it's good, it has even a chance of failure. Uh, I don't think there's any question that the Democrats bamboozled Republicans here. But look, I mean, people have a some are arguing. Well, you got to give him credit for trying. I get that. And look, it puts with the border crisis, you and I let's know, know what's going on there. Uh, he puts Democrats on the record as saying, nope, let's keep, uh, let's keep my orcas uh, out there mm-hmm. uh, in charge of trying to fix this. So there are some arguments both ways. Uh, there's, there's no question, and in talking with other lawmakers on the Hill this week, I mean, Johnson was put into a bad position. He, the, the most difficult race he'd really ever been involved in is his own primary in Louisiana a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, and now he's in charge of all these races all around the country uh, for, for House Republicans. He had to put together a team to lead, uh, uh, to, to actually lead the conference, uh, the House Republican Conference on Capitol Hill. That's an immensely difficult job. So there's no question that he was going to have to learn on the job. I think most of his fellow Republican lawmakers were willing to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because no one could step into this uh, and do that job. Even outside of uh, McCarthy, there really wasn't an heir apparent uh, to step in who had the kind of traditional experience on Capitol Hill to do that job. Uh, so there's a lot of blame going around, but really, I think the bigger question is, what does the House do forward, uh, going forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, I mean, we're, we're going to have just in a few days, uh, we're going to have to fund the government again. You've got the FISA extension that's uh, going to have to be dealt with in April. The border, is, if that's still out there, they can still impeach my workers. There, uh, it's been said that. Steve Scalise might be back this week. Okay, maybe they'll do that. Um, but really, the, the House is changing. Uh, the, the conservatives are emboldened. Uh, a lot of the traditional establishment-type uh, uh, House, uh, I mean, if you look at just the way the House is, is, is structured, the way it's always worked together, you know, Sam Rayburn used to say, if you want to uh, go along, you got to get along. Well, that that might be changing across the Capitol in the Senate. Certainly things are changing with McConnell, who has had just uh, you know, unbelievable power over his conference for, for years. That appears to be changing. So things are developing very quickly on Capitol Hill and not just on the issues where it's very clear that uh, the Republican Party is changing, but also on how things get done. And really, there aren't a lot of answers right now. We're trying to read the tea leaves, but there's still uh, some governing that is left to be done uh, this year before the election 
And right now, there's so much chaos. It's it's difficult to it's difficult to read them, Liz. Well, I mean, a lot of people are saying that you know this resolution to impeach you know Secretary Mayorkas uh, getting voted down is the House Republicans really, oh, the whole House actually just flipping the bird to the American people, like you know, hey. You know, that's uh, he, he's allowed to continue on to just create this debacle at the border. But some people say, is it really Mayorkas's fault? So um, do, do you feel that there are House Republicans that believe that Mayorkas isn't really shouldn't really be taking all the blame for what's going on at the border? I mean, a lot of us uh, believe that, you know, it's all of Biden's executive orders and things that he took away that were working as soon as he came into office that, you know, Trump had put into place. So do some people feel like Mayorkas shouldn't be impeached for that reason? Or, I mean, I don't understand what's happening. How does any how does any Republican vote, you know, to not impeach him? I'm with you. And some of these Republicans are making the arguments, well, uh, my orcus is uh, only carrying out what his boss is telling him mm-hmm. to do. Okay, that's fine. But the the last I checked, it's the Congress. It's the legislative branch that mm-hmm. passes the laws, and the executive has to follow those laws. Look, there is no question that Joe Biden did all that has done all that he could from the moment he stepped into the Oval Office to undermine uh, the security of the border. There's no question. I mean, Mike Johnson went down on the floor a few days ago uh, in his really his inaugural speech as speaker and pointed to 64 different decisions that Biden has made mm-hmm. to intentionally undermine our border security. Right. OK, I get that. But here's the thing. For too long, Congress has just abdicated its authority to the executive branch. They said, oh, well, the president can do what it wants to do. I disagree with that. I think it's time for Congress to reassert its authority and say, you know what, I don't, if you're a cabinet official, I don't care if you're doing what the president uh, told you to do. If you are breaking the law, if you are intentionally not following the laws that the people's representatives in Congress have passed, uh, if you are lying to Congress uh, in a hearing about the state of our border, about steps that you have taken, you know what, you're going you're gonna to be held accountable for that. And some of these Republicans are, uh, who are against impeaching Mayorkas are making the argument, oh, well, he just replaced him with uh, someone else who would do the exact same thing. Okay, fine. I get that. But I think that the message needs to be sent. Maybe you will be replaced uh, uh, with, maybe Mayorkas will be replaced with somebody who is just as bad. But the person who is the next to sit in his seat will understand without any question that if he refuses to follow the law, he will suffer the exact same fate as my work is. And mm-hmm. I got to give Democrats credit. When something like this uh, comes up, they circle the wagon. Yeah. By God, they stand by their mm-hmm. guy. And what do Republicans do? I mean, my gosh, did you see uh, what Mike Gallagher said yesterday after uh, a Republican, uh, after not in- voting uh, to impeach Morcus? Oh, well, I'm really worried that uh, the integrity of impeachment uh, is at, at stake here. Uh, you know, the, the, the Democrats abused it with Donald Trump, yeah. and I really think it's time for us to do the right thing and not make this political. And maybe next time when a Republican is in the White House, 
and Democrats are in the House, maybe next time they'll adhere to that new standard. I mean, give me a break. If someone actually believes that, you really have to question uh, uh, their not just their political skills, but really their cognitive ability. Do yeah. these people deserve well, to be in Congress? I mean, that's, that's just a so wild then, line of reasoning. Yeah, and so none of us believe that, what he says. So right. then I wonder why he voted that way. Like, I don't believe he really feels that way. How could you feel that way with what you see going on and what you heard in the impeachment hearings? How can you How can you vote? Not to impeach him. That that to me, it seems like a very easy decision. I I and would the, not I'm have just, any guilty conscience and vote. I, right. I wouldn't but, feel it was political at and all. And also the I'm just following orders thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't always work. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah, a very well, good point. Exactly. Well, here's a Capitol Hill has, and I've been up here since since '09. It's very slow to change. Uh, the House is a little bit, you know, if you look at just the way that you know, every two years you have elections, the Senate's every six years. The House, by design, is supposed to be a little bit more uh, responsive to the electorate. But Capitol Hill is slow to change. And a lot of these folks up here are still living in the 1980s. They're still fighting the same battles that we fought in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still think that Congress uh, can be this collegial body where People had their disagreements on the floor, and then afterwards they all go to the Capitol Hill Club and slap each other on the back with the lobbyists and all get along. Mm -hmm. That's just fine. But I can tell you, that is not the way the Democrats think. The Democrats, they understand that this is a war. They understand what's at stake, and they are much more serious and much more intentional about their duties and what they need to do to address what they see as the big problems uh, facing this nation for them, it's more about transforming our nation into something else that uh, you, you and I and your listeners wouldn't recognize. Uh, but for Republicans, this is just, it seems like this is just much more of a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're down there talking about principles and restore the integrity yeah. and the collegiality of the house. Look, brother, those days are long gone. Yeah. We need to live in 2024. Look at what they're trying to do to President Trump mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, with, with, the with, with the lawfare and mm-hmm. I mean, from from top to bottom, they're trying to take him out. Uh, and again, uh, I mean, we think that those tactics are appropriate. No, but we have to face reality. We need to understand what we are up against. We are fighting a foe that truly does want to transform our country. They want to uh, take away the ability of the electorate to have any input. They want to come after. Uh, they want to come after politicians, whether it's uh, through the courts or impeachment or ejection from from Congress. Um, these there is a lot at stake, and I think that we need to adopt uh, the tactics that reflect that. Mm-hmm. So far, I think Republicans have shown that uh, <laughs> they're not up to the task. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Bradley J., thank you so much. And we appreciate your time. And you can find Bradley J., J A Y E, on Breitbart.com. Just type his name in the search window. You can see all the articles that he's working on as the congressional reporter for Breitbart News. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. And please, we're going to continue following what's going on with the border. Uh, so stay tuned. All right. Will do. Thank you. 